Welcome again to the Road Trip Show. We have been away for a while. Diedrich had some tours to do and everything. So, yeah, time to catch up a bit again. And uh, today's topic, I think we're going to talk about tourist safety. There has been an incident with a German tourist, and uh, Diedrich is going to give us some safety tips on that and uh, what to do and what not to do. So, Diedrich, uh, with no further Morning, Dylan. Nice, nice to be back again. I think we've been MIA for about three or four weeks now. It's been been awesomely busy. So I'm certainly not complaining that I haven't done a podcast because it means I've been on the road. Yeah. And, uh, trying to do a podcast from a coach or a combi is just not going to work so like Yeah. So it's, it's a good thing when I'm quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously in the news is this uh, tragic shooting of the German tourist on the in Mpumalanga, who was on his way with his family or friends, I think it was a group of four of them, on their way to the Kruger Park. And, I mean, what happened there is inexcusable. You cannot in any way, shape or form condone that type of criminality. And it's such a an insult and such a slap in the face to our tourism industry that is the biggest earner of foreign currency in South Africa. You know, we, we, we losing out on other stuff. We losing out on mining, manufacturing and, 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 and tourism and the income from tourism is an absolute vital lifeline for tens of thousands of people in South Africa. And for guys to do this is just such a slap in the face. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the, the whole, everyone I know just stood back and just said, Oh my God. Yeah. How the, how, how are we going to recover? You know, this is, this is going to hurt us. And it is hurting us. And obviously, I'm a member of a whole heap of Facebook pages and chat forums and things about Kruger and tourism, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And the reaction, the reaction from our international visitors or visitor grouping or whatever is um, understandable. I mean, the guys are panicking. The guys are panicking. And... Um, I get it. You know, you can't just, you know, you, you hear about people getting shot and you go, whoa, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, you know, I'm not going there. And yeah. it, it's exactly the same as, you know, in the old days, would I go, would I go to Northern Ireland? No. Oh my no. Oh no. I'm not going to go to Northern Ireland to get blown up by a bomb in the IRA while sitting in a pub having a beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and that unfortunately is the image that's going out there. However, as unwarranted as it is, you know, Kruger, Kruger is, is hosts, I think it's a million or just over a million visitors per year. You know, so yeah. you take it in perspective. Yes. Out of a million people, something at some point is going to happen. You know, if there's a million people driving and let, let's call it two people, three people per car or per vehicle, that's 300,000 cars. You know, someone's yeah. going to have an accident. Someone's going to overturn their car. Um, there's going to be a wildlife interaction with someone somewhere along the line. You know, an elephant's going to, going to, going to clap a motor car or something. I mean, that kind of stuff happens. And yet the reaction we get there is not, oh, my God, I'm going to cancel. Oh, my God, I'm not going to come to South Africa. Oh, my God, we're all going to get killed by elephants. Yeah. So the hysteria 
I think is just a little bit of compound interest on the general perception of South Africa having a crime problem. And we do. We have a crime problem. But again, you know, I, I host tourists and I have been hosting tourists for 30 odd years in South Africa. And I, I want to bring two incidents over, you know, out of my experience. I was on a coach tour once for another operator and we happened to be in Durban on New Year's Eve. And I don't know, wild horses will not ever get me back into Durban on New Year's Eve again. <laughs> On the beachfront, it is a million-person party. Yeah. And the clients are all excited. Oh, wow, wow. Oh, fantastic. Oh, wow, we're going to go out. And oh, wow, we're going to, you know, going to, and I say to the guys, guys, fantastic, please. But do me a favor, Durban, bit of a crime hotspot for several reasons. There's a lot of street kids in Durban. Durban or KZN has got a massive HIV AIDS problem. There's a lot of orphans. There's no catching it. The guys go to Durban. It's warm, da-da-da, KZN, you know, and all the rest of it. So yes. there's a lot of street kids in Durban. And these guys do petty crime because there's no catching it for them. There's no social services, no no way to sort these little poor guys out. So they become pickpockets and et cetera, et cetera. So I warn the clients and I say, guys, please put your air tickets and your passports and your wallets in the room safe. Put a hundred or two hundred or three hundred in your pocket and go and have a party. Yeah. And tomorrow morning we're on the coach and we continue on our journey. So of course next next morning um, we all get into the coach and there's panic and there's mayhem. And I go, okay, what happened? Six people got robbed on the beach. Oh, wow. And I'd say, did you not listen? I don't say this for fun. I don't try and make South Africa out to be a terrible place. I don't try and scare you for no good reason. You know, and these yeah. guys, and then it's a nightmare because now they were in a foreign country. They've got to reissue air tickets or rebuy or re-get air tickets. They've yeah. got to get hold of an, of an embassy now to get their passports or new passport or temporary passport or proof of passport or whatever the mood of this thing is. And <laughs> it's a coach tour. You're mobile. Yeah. You don't have days to spend in one of the main cities at a Dutch embassy or a Dutch consulate or whatever the hell it is trying to get the stuff back again. You know, it's a frigging nightmare. And you just go, guys, did you not listen? Yeah, well, we didn't think it was serious. Hey, gee, well, well, you know, we didn't think it was that bad. Well, I go, well, it is that bad. That's why I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, again, another incident in Durban. Um, it's an operator that I look after out of the U.S. And many years ago, we used to stay in Durban. We subsequently moved out of Durban because of exactly these issues. Yeah. And I always warn the folks... No matter who comes out here, I always warn them, when you're standing at an ATM machine, do not accept help from anyone. Okay? The ATM machine is pretty easy to use. Millions of people use it every single day, and it's what you want. I want cash. Where do you want it from? This account. Put in your PIN code. Da-da-da. And you get money. Uh -huh. It's not a hard to drive an ATM machine. And I warned these guys now. I had, I had one character on this tour, a big guy, six, six foot six Texan. 
cowboy boots, turquoise, little thongy leather, necklace yeah, baby. with a silver, the whole lot. Big, <laughs> big, big Stetson hat, big guy, hell of a nice guy. My kind of guy. Your kind of guy, my kind of guy. I, I loved him. I had a lot of fun with this guy. And um, I warn everybody who's standing in Durban, I say, guys, just please be careful. You know, just be on the lookout. If you're going to go draw money or something, just have two of you or three of you there. You know, so one draws cash and the other two just sort of stand and, and watch and, you know, just normal precautions. Anyway, next morning, I, I ask, okay, guys, and he says, yeah, no, I had an incident. And I go, yeah, what happened? He says, no, I went to go and draw cash. And I go, yeah. And he says, these little kids come up, little 12-year-old snot-nosed kids walk up to me with a knife. My son. And I go, and what did you do? He said, I smacked them. <laughs> 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 he, he, he clobbered them. He gave them a fat ear. <laughs> and they ran away. And I thought, well, that's the way to deal with it. <laughs> you know, but. Yeah, th- those are just kids. Yeah, so the, just, those are just kids. But, I mean, the, guy, the guys rely on the fact that you're going to be scared and, oh my goodness, I'm going to get stabbed. Oh my God, let me hand over my wallet, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and every tour I get, I warn the, I warn the clients. I go, guys. Number one, ATM. ATM fraud is a big thing. Before you know what's happened, the guy swapped your card. He's got your PIN code. And you're going to lose a couple of thousand bucks until it's on limit before you can phone your bank and stop your card. But now I've got a question. Okay. Mm. Um, When those guys come here, uh, because in a lot of shopping centers, you can draw money now. Um, And you can go into the bank. Why not rather do that or get it like a temporary capital Call, oh, I don't know if they're going to issue that. You know, you know what, look, you know, the, again, there's, 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 there's a couple of different types of tourism, if, if we can put it that way. Yeah. If, if I'm looking at a coach tour, you're sitting with 30, 40 people. Yeah. You can't always stop somewhere at a shopping mall. There's no coach parking, number one. You can't get the yeah. coach in and out of these places. The, the, the city planners don't plan for coaches. We see this all the time. You know, so often it's when you are filling up somewhere. Often it's at a funny little shopping center out of the main part of town, et cetera, et cetera, where you can stop with a coach. Or you know, a gas station. Yeah, at a gas station. So a lot of the town planners have just not considered coaches. And a coach is big. Okay, you it's a 35-ton coach plus luggage plus 40 people. It's big and it's long and it's heavy. And sometimes trailers as well. And, and, and every once in a while, a trailer behind the thing. You know, yeah. but on those coach tours, I always warn them, guys, number one, ATM, ATM fraud, and you get you get your card hooked and cloned at the ATM machine. These guys carry clone, clone machines up their sleeves, all sorts of tricks. Just watch yeah. yourself. Just, you know, I also say, guys, you don't have to wear your Rolex and your and your Star of Africa diamond when you are on safari. Yeah. Okay? You just don't have to do that. Why do you want to wear your gold chains and all this expensive jewelry and stuff? You don't want to do that. You know, I go, when you leave your hotel room and you're not, and you're coming back that night, just close your suitcase and lock your suitcase and don't leave a thousand dollars lying on the side table. Yeah. You know, the hotel staff is not going to break open your suitcase. Okay. That's not going to happen. But a $20 note on the side table, that's tempting. Yeah. You know, because you don't know what's happened to it. Or a pair of diamond earrings or something. You know, you don't need to wear this stuff. And, you know, 
you you go to a hotel again. We'll we'll we we'll, we we'll chat now about the coaches. But the coaches, the coach tours normally have to go to a reasonably big hotel. Your coach tour, I mean, my, when I do a booking for my big groups, so I'm taking 35, 40 rooms. And, you know, because that's the size of my groups. I put two coaches on the ground sometimes. Yeah. And you say to the guys, guys, when I mean, when you're in Cape Town, this last tour one exactly, I'd say, don't go into the city center. There's nothing for you in the city center. The city center yeah. shuts down at five o'clock. Unless you know of a specific restaurant that you want to go to, then you take a taxi. Out of the hotel, go to the Cape Town waterfront. That's what it's there for. There's security guards. It's all cool. It's all lacquer. Nothing's going to happen to you in the waterfront. And, you know, and I look at this and I go, these Germans, to go back to our Germans, he has a family of four or a group of four. I don't know if it was two couples or a family. I'm not sure of the exact detail, but they apparently flew into Mbombela, Nelspruit. They get a higher car, and now they're on their way to Kruger. And without knowing the details, my presumption is that they flew in. They obviously Googled airport closest to Kruger, and up comes Nelspruit. Makes sense. Yeah. They then go car hire Nelspruit, and they get that that little VW bussy thing, that the, whatever, whatever the thing it was that they got. And then they go, okay, we want to spend some time in Kruger. So they either fire off some, some emails to Parks Board or they phone Parks Board or whatever. Yeah. And Parks Board, for whatever reason, always dons people straight into Skakuza. That's always the first time. You phone, you phone, if you phone Parks Board and say, I'm looking for Kruger and you don't specify, they're going to say, I've got first two nights for you in Skakuza. Yeah. And I, that's probably what happened, or they got a lodgy place on the side of the Kruger Park um, in that area, and then, then they go shortest road. So they go out of out of Mbombela, out of Nelspruit, they go over White River, and they go up the R five three eight, and then they try to then they turn right to go to Numbi Gate because that's now the closest gate to Nelspruit. Yeah, and we have known that the Numbi Gate Road is a crime hotspot for probably the last two years. <clears throat> Ever since tourism kicked off again and people were traveling, that has become a crime hotspot. You're going through rural, built-up, old homeland area. You're going through township. You're going through serious poverty. And it's become a hotspot. And there's been several incidents on on that Numbi Gate Road. And these guys obviously didn't inquire. They didn't ask. And that's the first thing you do. You ask the locals. Yeah. I mean, if I if I travel overseas, I mean, and I, I do it locally as well. The other day I was with clients and I'm in Hoodsprate. And you go, what's the nicest restaurant in Hoodsprate? They go, what are you looking for? I say, you're in wildlife area. I want some game meat and steak. They say, go to that place. Yeah. And you go to that place and you're not going to be disappointed because no one's going to specifically drive you into trouble. They want you to come back again. They want to give you good advice. I'm writing by the airport. I hear this. I hear this. Nice to hear airplanes. It means that there's money moving there as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, and these guys clearly did not ask how to get into the Kruger Park. 
it would have taken them two seconds to ask someone or go onto a forum or you look at any of the, the Facebook groups on Kruger. I mean, I'm a member of, I don't know how many Kruger Park Facebook groups. You know, there's, there's sightings and there's bookings and there's friends of Kruger and there's best place on earth Kruger and there's all sorts of Kruger Park groups. And you just pose a question on there and within, within, within half an hour, you'll have 50 answers about everything. Yeah. State of the camp, state of the road, state of the safety, state of the gate, state, whatever you ask, you will get answers because there's tens of thousands of people that travel in and out of the Kruger Park every day and they are happy to give you advice and say that road is really terrible. Stay off that road because there's, there's protests or there's potholes or there's cows or there's, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Or, or the gate staff is grumpy and give you a hard time, whatever the issue is. They will tell you, and it's a simple ask. You yeah, know, and it's it's such a pity that this happened because I, I mean I'm seeing people canceling on the on, on all the groups. Oh, I'm a photographer from England. I've been coming here for thirty years, and now until the government can guarantee my safety, I'm not going to Kruger. You go, oh my word, lady, you've got two million hectares of ground that you can visit. Yeah, you know, you've got gates. I mean, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think you've got ten gates, thirteen gates, or something into Kruger. You know, <laughs> seriously, you don't have to cancel your entire itinerary because some guy had some drama going into Numbi Gate. Yeah. You know, I mean, do I cancel a holiday to Paris because some guy got into trouble in Paris or to New York or to whatever? No, of course not. You know, so there's that knee-jerk overreaction to this thing. And I think tourism tourism is going to start off in South Africa again. The coach tours are, sl- are, are coming back. They, they're slowly coming back. I've just had my third coach tour out of my, out of my U.S. operator. My third group arrived this year, and it's fantastic because it's up from from previous years. But I sit in Cape Town, I sit in 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 a, in a couple of these other spots, and the coaches are not coming back yet. The minibuses are coming back. The sprinter sized groups are back. So you're looking at the ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen people sized groups. So that's that's starting again, but I still think the majority of tourism, at least for the next twelve months or so, is going to be small groups. It's going to be family groups. It's going to be groups of two, four, six buddies who are deciding to travel again. And you stand at the airports. I mean, I listen to the languages. You're hearing the Spanish, the French, the German. You're hearing these languages, but it's out of small groups of people. So these are independent travelers coming here. And they're obviously going to hire a car. They're going to look for hotels. They're going to look for things to do. They're going to look for places to visit. They Google it and they come up with answers and they find the top 10 places. I mean, we've done a podcast on this thing. What are the 10 most, the, you know, the 10 favorite spots? Kruger Park, Cape Town, Table Mountain, you know, and they yeah. go visit. And it's not hard to work out that what these guys do, you know, you mean, you look at our minimum wage. I mean, our minimum wage runs what I think is, let's call it 200 rand a day, I think, at the moment. Yeah. And that's like $10. Yeah. $10 a day. What the tourist carries in his wallet is a three-month paycheck. Yeah, basically. And that's the scary part. That, And that's exactly what these guys did to these Germans. They saw them land or they, they watch or they sit at the airport or they know that something's happening or they just lie and wait on that road because they know that people are going to use that road and they know they can get away with it. 
Yeah. And they then ambush a likely suspect. Yeah. And maybe even thinking that they South African and not even knowing that they're tourists. Well, who knows? Maybe, you know, maybe they stand at the airport and watch. It's like, it's like being, uh, having a cash hijack. Yeah. Guy stands in the bank and watches the bulk, the bulk teller. And he will be on a phone and he'll tell his buddies, listen, lady, blue shirt, butter, slacks, high heels, just drawn a hundred K for wages on a Friday. That's the one we want. Outside, the guys then follow that car. They might swap one or two cars over so no one can track it. And then bang, they hit, they hit that, that target. So maybe this is a little syndicate that does that in Nelsbrook. They wait at the airport and go, Oh, look, here come a bunch of Germans. They can see the passports. They see them draw cash at the ATM at the airport. Yeah. Follow them into town. And they go, there we go. These guys have drawn five, 10, 15, 15,000 bucks each or whatever the reason is. Yeah. Let's hit it. And they've just, they've now got a black VW or a white combi, whatever it is. You know, so it could be that sophisticated. It could just be absolute opportunistic stuff on that road. But, you you know, if you are going to come out to South Africa and you are two or four people, ask at the hotel, ask the travel agent, ask the car hire guys. The car hire guys don't want bullet holes in their car. Trust me. Yeah. (laughs) The car hire oak will tell you, don't use that road. Just drive around. It's not hard. I mean, they they built a special road so that you avoid that area. It's called the R40. When you get to White River, you take the R14, you go through pine plantations and you wind up in hazy view and you miss out 30, 40, 50 kilometers of horrendous road through rural Africa. Cows, donkeys, trucks, tractors, potholes. It's a nightmare. That road is terrible. Yeah. And you get the R40 into hazy view. You go out of hazy view and you go slightly further north to Numbi. And, uh, you go, and you, and you go into the Pabeni gate. That's what they built it for, to miss the Numbi experience. That's why they built it. Yeah. And then there's no issues. There's been one or two service delivery protests on those roads. Cause again, you know, the areas around the Kruger Park are, are, are very poor. It's poor rural Africa. And I, I get it. There's no water proper. There's no proper water, no proper sanitation, no proper electricity with ESCOM and, and, and all those issues are hitting. And yeah. I work after two years of, of lockdown. There's, there's, there's very little work. So I get it. Yeah. You know, and a little bit of research, guys. It's all it takes. A little bit of research. Flying to Hoodsprite. Hoodsprite's booming at the moment. <clears throat> Hoodsprite is booming. Lovely brand new airport. Well, not brand new airport. They're using the old Air Force base. Flights are going in and out of Hoodsprite every day. There's hundreds of little guest houses and lodges there. Car hire at the airport, the whole lot, and you're 40 k's away from Open Gate. No drama on that road. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's, it's tragic. It's horrible. It should not have happened. But it's no reason to go and cancel South Africa holidays or no reason to think that Kruger Park is unsafe or South Africa is unsafe or whatever. Yeah, uh, I think I don't know what I, I'm looking. I haven't done the research, but I think there's a pretty good chance that if I go to New York and I and I decide to go walk about into the Bronx, I'm going to get stabbed yeah. or mugged or something. Yeah, you know, if I go to Marseille, I go to Paris, I go to London. There's no go areas. Yeah, and if I do decide to do that, I'm looking for trouble. 
Yes. And it's almost like when tourists arrive, they put blinkers on and they go, oh, look, I'm on holiday. Everybody loves us. And you go, no, no. Just act clever. Get local info. The locals know the stories. The locals will tell you that's a good shopping center. That's a terrible shopping center. If you want to buy stuff, go to that market over there. That market there is known for dodgy characters. And you listen. They're not going to tell you stuff on purpose to scare you. You know, and that honestly, as I think, I think that's what happened here. So it's just a question of just, just be clever, just act normal, just behave in an intelligent fashion and don't just go donnering off into areas that you don't know about or just go drive around all on your own. I mean, stories are legendary from 94 after our elections. I mean, after 1994, tourism boomed and we had hundreds of people coming to South Africa and people would hire cars and disappear into townships and go into the back end of Soweto and then they all yeah. to get hijacked. They go, but, but how did this happen? You say, well, you went into a really terrible area. <laughs> you know? I mean, there's that one story of, of two girls who got into the Tlutlui Game Park down in KZN. I mean, the Tlutlui Game Park, um, if you go on, you know, you've got the Tlutlui side of it and you've got the Matuba Tuba side of it, but you've also got a, a gate on the, on the far western side. And these two two young ladies arrive at the gates, and the guy said, the game guard said, don't go here. Turn around. Go out the other side. Go to Tlutlui. Go to Batuba Tuba. Go that side. No, 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 no. We have to go out this way. We've booked something or meeting friends or I don't know what it was. And uh, they disappeared for three days. Wow. The car got hijacked. They got robbed, and they was they eventually came stumbling out of a forest or something a couple of days later. And you go, yeah. oh, stupid. You know, you were dumb. I'm sorry, there's no pills to fix stupid. And just listen. I mean, even the gate guy says, don't go out here. And you say, no, I want to. I'm going out here. I mean, he can't officially stop you. Yeah. But against the advice of three, four people, and they drove into trouble. And you go, well, kind of your own fault there, guys. And it's wrong that it shouldn't happen. No, it shouldn't happen. I should be able to drive everywhere I want to. I should be able to drive all over Joburg. You you know, you should be able to drive all over Pretoria on your own. You should be able to do that, but you don't. There's areas that I do not go into in Johannesburg. Yes. Simple. Not hard. And there's areas I do not walk around in Joburg. And especially not wearing an expensive watch and jewelry and a fat wallet in my pocket and an expensive cell phone and a and a computer bag on my shoulder. Yeah. I don't do that. And when I go somewhere, I lock my car. You know, so again, I just I just reiterate it's perfectly safe. It's a great country to come visit. There's so much to see and do here. But ask the locals, do a little bit of research. If you're not sure, take a package tour, get an operator to take you, get a, a travel agent to book it for you. Get a local tour operator to drive you around. You're coming in with dollars and pounds. It's not going to kill you to hire a guy for four or five days to take you through Kruger or to take you through Swaziland or Eswatini down to KZN or something, you know. It's not going to kill your budget to do that. And then no one is going to cause issues with you and no one is going to – I'm certainly not going to drive my folks into dodgy areas. 
I want I want repeat business from from America. So I'm certainly not going to give any advice to my clients that's going to get them into trouble. Yes. So yeah. So I think I think I think that's it. I mean, it's like I say, salads in the hotels are great. You can eat all the salads. The water's clean and drinkable. You're not going to get bubonic plague. Uh, <laughs> but don't go into the township and buy street food. Yeah, that's going to get you into trouble. Don't don't go to a river and drink water out of the river somewhere. You're going to get sick. Yeah, you know, and then and then that that that's what you got to think of. You just got to got to just 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 box clever. Okay, yeah, I think let's quickly recap. If you come into South Africa with a tour operator like Didvik himself, speak to him if you want to go out on your own or hire a car, speak to the agents that's hiring you the car. They can tell you where to go and not to go. Um, when you go draw money, uh, rather go as a little group. And, um, yeah, what else, Didrik? Um Yeah, just don't walk around displaying wealth. You know, a, yeah. a Rolex watch. A Rolex watch is a year's paycheck for a, for a, for a laborer in South Africa. And yeah. that, that disconnect, I think a lot of people still have. They don't realize that. So, you know, don't put the temptation out there. Just, and, you know, at night, am I going to walk around 12 o'clock at night on my own somewhere in Johannesburg? No, of course not. No. I'm going to take a taxi. I mean, the other day I was in Cape Town. I had to get to the airport and I, and I'm at the waterfront and I, and I asked them the way it works there is you've got the security guys just down at the entrance to say that, Bang, up comes some dodgy character in a real banged up old car. No, we'll make a deal. I say, you, no, I'm not a taxi. I'm just, I said, no, thank you very much. Cheers. Bye bye. Not interested. Yeah. Next guy comes. Also, unmarked car. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm Uber. I say, oh, really? You Uber? Look on the Uber app. No, you're not Uber, but yeah, no, yeah. cash deal. Uh, no, thank you. Next guy comes, marked car, taxi sign on the roof, taxi taxi sticker on the door, taxi meter inside the taxi. Yeah. I go, I'll use you. Yes. You know, and that's that's just being a little bit streetwise. <clears throat> you know, uh, that first guy, I don't know, maybe he takes you into the township and decides to steal your suitcase and PC and all the rest of it and dump you. I've got no idea. Yeah. Is a is a registered Uber guy going to do that, or a registered taxi from Abracadabra Taxi Company? No, he's not. Okay, I would say the chances are ninety nine point nine 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 percent is not going to happen with a registered guy. Yeah, and it's all available here. All of that is available, but yeah, I don't know. Do I climb in with some dodgy guy in a in a broken down motor car that looks very roadworthy? Ah, uh, no, thank you very much. <laughs> I'll give, I'll give, I'll, that guy, I'll use him in, in Vic Falls to go over one side of the Vic Falls town to the other side of Vic Falls town. But there's no ways I'm cl- climbing in his car for a 50 kilometer journey to the airport through Cape Town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just, 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 just be clever. Just be a little bit streetwise and just again, you know, I think just don't be completely naive. That just because you're visiting a place, everybody loves you and everybody wishes you the best. That That's not the case. 99.9% of the people wish you the best and want to see you back again. But the little yeah. 1% is going to prey on you. And especially if you, you know, you're out of, you're out of your, your normal zone. And 
like in South Africa, as a local, you can feel when something's off. You can feel when something's a bit dodgy. Yeah. You know, I, I, I wouldn't know when something's dodgy in London or Paris or wherever, wherever you're going or New York. I wouldn't know. I don't know what the local vibe is. Yeah. You know, and hotels, hotel desks. Go to the hotel desk. Ask the receptionist, what can, can I go there? And the receptionist is going to say, no, sir, please don't walk into town. Please take a taxi and go that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't want to go to the waterfront. Does the waterfront last night? Well, then, sir, not a problem. And take a taxi, go down, go down the Atlantic seaboard and go through Sea Point and go down there. You know, there's lots of places down that side that you can go to. Fantastic. You're not going to get into trouble. Yeah. So yeah, just my. I think the biggest thing is just ask ask the locals, ask for local advice. Simple, whether it's the hotel desk, whether it's your travel agent, whether it's your tour operator, whether it's the bed and breakfast you're staying in, or whether you go on to join a Facebook page for two months and check out the area. I mean, there's there's thousands of these of these of these pages where these things are discussed openly, and just yeah. ask for advice. Just ask for advice. Guarantee you the Kruger Park pages, they shut the comments down after 15 minutes because too many people want to tell you what the story is. <laughs> and it's yeah. all there. It's for free. That advice is for free. It takes you 10 minutes and you got it. Yeah. Or just use, use a local operator and he'll do the driving or they will do the driving and booking and organizing and take you to the lacquer restaurants and book you into decent accommodation that you don't get bed bugs and things and, and, and. Yeah. All of the above happen. Yeah. So what can our listeners uh, look forward to in the next podcast, do you think? Um, I've been now on two coach tours. I've been up and down to Kruger once and twice. So I think we can discuss all of those. Some good stuff is happening. Okay. And, cool. and we still got to do the N10. We did the, we did the N1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Nine, and then we did eleven. We forgot about the N ten. I don't know how that happened, so we got to do the N ten as well. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, Lego man. Alrighty, and uh, all the listeners, hope you enjoyed, and uh, look out for the next podcast. Cheers. Cheers. Chat to you later, man.